If you're tired of these promos, regular supporters get the podcast early and ad-free. Just go to donate.bogosity.tv and sign up for Patreon or Subscribestar at any level. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of May 10th, 2020. The podcast that Lady Mondegreen... This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's refactorize the news of the bogus. As we seem to have passed the hump of the COVID-19 epidemic and have actually started looking optimistically to things getting back to normal, it's scary to think the whole thing could start up again. But let this story reassure you. COVID won't be a problem as long as we have a good 60% of the population immune, assuming they're distributed more or less evenly. But that's assuming that once people have recovered from it, that they have an immunity. So the reports that some people who have recovered may have been reinfected are disturbing. But as it seems, they weren't reinfected after all. First of all, we need to differentiate between a reinfection, a reactivation, and a relapse. A relapse occurs during recovery, where the virus somehow manages to take hold again and reassert itself. A reactivation is where the virus stays dormant in the body and can reassert itself, possibly years later. It doesn't seem like COVID-19 is capable of this, and health professionals aren't concerned about it. A reinfection, on the other hand, is what happens when someone has already fought off the virus, is exposed to it again, and gets newly infected. That's what we have to worry about when it comes to getting herd immunity and getting to the point where we don't have to worry about it anymore. So it sounded alarms when 260 COVID patients in South Korea who had already recovered tested positive. But those tests don't really indicate a reinfection. When the body fights off a virus, there can be tiny pieces of its DNA or RNA, its RNA in the case of coronavirus, that are just kind of floating around the place. They can linger for a while and they're perfectly harmless. But those RNA fragments are picked up by the test as a positive infection, and the test has no way of differentiating between live viral RNA and these leftover fragments, which are completely inactive and nothing to be concerned about. In order to fully test whether or not someone has been truly reinfected, meaning that they could get sick with it again and, more importantly, spread the infection onto others, you'd have to grow the virus in a culture and see if it survives. When these patients were tested using this method, it was determined that they had little to no ability to spread the virus. That's very good news. There are other reports of potential reinfections from China, Japan, and other countries, but they're using the same test and are therefore more likely to be false positives. Dr. Om Yong Don of Seoul National University said, quote, The process in which COVID-19 produces a new virus takes place only in host cells and does not infiltrate the nucleus. This means it does not cause chronic infection or recurrence. Some viruses, like HIV and varicella, the chickenpox virus, can invade the nucleus of cells where they trick the cell's processes into making copies of the virus. So according to O, coronavirus doesn't enter the nucleus, so it can't cause a chronic infection or reactivation. There are reports of the virus mutating. Mutations of the right type and occurring at a fast enough rate can cause people to lose immunity. This is what happens with influenza and why the flu vaccine has to be updated every year. But the mutations observed in COVID-19 are very small and happen very slowly. It would take a long time for them to accumulate to the point where a person would no longer be immune. But long before that point, 
The partial immunity they get to slightly mutated strains would keep the immune system updated. They would have to be able to avoid any exposure to COVID-19 for probably several years in order to run into a strain that had changed so much they no longer had immunity. There's still a lot that remains to be seen, but it looks like we might be at the point where we're running out of the woods as opposed to further in. are annoying, but ad blockers prevent publishers from making money. What if you could support your favorite websites, YouTube creators, Twitch streamers, social accounts, and many more ad-free and without paying anything, and even make some money yourself? It's not a pipe dream, it's airtime. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and get the browser extension and you'll earn cryptocurrency for the sites you visit, and so will the publisher. This is not a crypto miner. You and the publisher will both get part of the reward from current miners of the BitTube cryptocurrency, with no middleman taking a cut. Even if the publisher hasn't signed up yet, his tube will be put into a dedicated wallet that he can claim upon sign-up. You can also use your tube to tip publishers and even purchase products. Airtime monetizes users and publishers with no ads or crypto miners. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and start making money now. I almost gave Trader Joe's the silver clue on for this one. So for some reason I'm completely baffled by, people have been stocking up on toilet paper ever since COVID-19 hit. Why, I don't know, as there aren't any gastrointestinal issues with the virus, but whatever. The point is, TP quickly started selling out and the price jumped way up, as anyone with a basic understanding of economics would predict but also caused narcissistic politicians to shout, PRICE GOUGING! Well, Trader Joe's found themselves reasoning this way. People are buying more toilet paper, but they're also staying at home and not going to hotels, which means that hotels will actually find themselves with a surplus of TP. So why don't we contact an international hotel chain and arrange to buy their extra toilet paper to put on our shelves? The only problem was, these toilet paper rolls aren't packaged for resale, which means they didn't have a UPC barcode on them. Well, you youngsters may not remember this and get off my lawn, but there was a day when we didn't have these product codes, and the price was stamped directly on the product using a pricing gun. You'd set the price on the gun, $1.79 or whatever, and every time you pulled the trigger, it would spit out a little piece of paper with a sticky back and the price newly printed on it. If you just so happened to be holding a product next to it, the price tag would go on the product. The clerk at the register would then have to ring it up manually, so it's better to have the UPC codes because they kept getting it wrong. But Trader Joe's figured that in this one case, it was okay to go old school. They marked the toilet paper, and the clerks rang it up manually. As a result, Trader Joe's was selling TP for 69 cents a roll at a time when other major chains were selling them for $4. Of course, if you've ever used hotel toilet paper, you might think it was worth the extra amount. Now, in May, in Trader Joe's as in other chains, we're at the point where supplies will be on the shelves on a more regular basis. There wasn't much that could be done before then because warehouses didn't have a lot of back stock they could dip into. The reason for that is something called just-in-time supply lines, and if you want to know what those are and how the Fed is largely responsible for these shortages, keep an eye on my YouTube or BitTube channel because I'll be posting a video covering the topic. Supporters on Patreon or Subscribestar can already see it. 
Just saying. If you're on the Wi-Fi in the coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. It's nice to know that occasionally there's something horrible that police and prosecutors can do to make the courts say that they're just not going to apply immunity and say, no, you're actually going to have to pay personally for the horrible things you've done, not just foist the bill over on the taxpayers. For years, the Orleans Parish District Attorney's Office in Louisiana was sending fake subpoenas to witnesses and crime victims. Real subpoenas are signed by judges or issued by courts, but these were just being sent out ad hoc to try and force people to talk to law enforcement, which, under the Constitution, they don't have to do. The bogus subpoenas said, A fine and imprisonment may be opposed for failure to obey this notice in bold letters across the top, even though the DA's office has absolutely no authority to do this. So a bunch of recipients sued the DA's office, and the court ruled last year, allegations that the individual defendants purported to subpoena witnesses without court approval, therefore, describe more than a mere procedural error or expansion of authority. Rather, they describe the usurpation of the power of another branch of government. The DA's office appealed, but the Fifth Circuit was unimpressed and went so far as to deny immunity to the DA's office. They ruled. The Supreme Court has made clear that it is the interest in protecting the proper functioning of the office rather than the interest in protecting its occupant that is of primary importance. Thus, the actions of a prosecutor are not absolutely immune merely because they are performed by a prosecutor. As the lower court had said, if that had been the case, then any action taken by a DA, no matter how corrupt or egregious, would qualify for immunity. The ruling quoted the Supreme Court in Burns v. Reed, ruling, Almost any action by a prosecutor, including his or her direct participation in purely investigative activity, could be said to be in some way related to the ultimate decision whether to prosecute. But we have never indicated that absolute immunity is that expansive. They also cited Buckley v. Fitzsimmons, in which the Supreme Court ruled, A prosecutor may not shield his investigative work with the aegis of absolute immunity merely because that work may be retrospectively described as preparation for a possible trial. Every prosecutor might then shield himself from liability for any constitutional wrong against innocent citizens by ensuring that they go to trial. So the Fifth Circuit went on to rule, 
Defendants were not attempting to control witness testimony during a break in judicial proceedings. Instead, they allegedly used fake subpoenas in an attempt to pressure crime victims and witnesses to meet with them privately at the office and share information outside of court. Defendants never used the fake subpoenas to compel victims or witnesses to testify at trial. Such allegations are of investigative behavior that was not intimately associated with the judicial phase of the criminal process. In using the fake subpoenas, individual defendants also allegedly intentionally avoided the judicial process that Louisiana law requires for obtaining subpoenas. We hold that the district court did not err in denying the individual defendants absolute immunity for their alleged creation and use of fake subpoenas at this stage of the case. Now, all of this isn't to say that they won't come up with some other reason why they have immunity, and in particular, they might still argue that they have immunity under state law and not federal. But for the time being, the case can continue, and the defendants are personally facing liability for their actions. What I want to know is, can they be arrested for impersonating a judge? We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. And now it's time to edify this week's biggest bogani emitter. And this week it goes to Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. You know how the gun control nuts keep saying that it's a straw man and even a paranoid lunatic conspiracy theory that they want to ban guns and they just want common sense restrictions? You know how we don't believe them? And you know how we keep being right not to believe them? Trudeau just gave us another data point on that, as Colian Noir points out on his YouTube channel. Here's what Trudeau said in 2010. Here and here is that the first step towards registering your guns is, is just the first step towards taking away guns from everyone. That's never going to happen because here in Canada, we have a culture that has that has grown up with guns and that respects the need to, to go out into the wilderness and shoot things from time to time. Now, 10 years later, and just weeks after a shooting spree in Nova Scotia, he's saying this. Effective immediately, it is no longer permitted to buy, sell, transport, import, or use military-grade assault weapons in this country. You know, I'm beginning to think that the term military-grade with regards to firearms means exactly what it does with regards to encryption. That's nothing whatsoever, by the way, in case you were wondering. 
to protect law-abiding gun owners from criminal liability until they can take steps to comply with this new law. There will be a two-year amnesty period, and we will legislate fair compensation. So law-abiding gun owners have two years to get rid of their guns. In other words, this is a gun ban. But maybe you're there going, Now, Shane, he's just talking about the really dangerous weapons. It's not a full-on ban. Well, take a listen to this. We will work with the provinces and territories to enable municipalities to restrict handguns. Handguns. You heard him say it. Handguns. And he got applause. Noir goes on to say, So no, I'm not being extreme. I'm listening to what they're saying. The slippery slope argument isn't conspiracy theory. They literally say this. It's what exactly what they say they're trying to do. They're going to say, if you give them bump stock, it's going to be a slippery slope. I certainly hope so. You know, uh, people want to take away your guns. Nobody wants to take away people's guns. We just don't want to be any different than Canada or Australia or Great Britain. In one breath, they'll say this. Now, if you own an AR-15, keep it. Continue to use it responsibly. And then in the next breath, say this. Oh, yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. Yep, as I've repeatedly pointed out, slippery slope is not a fallacy. Look, I get it. We all want mass shootings to stop. We all want gun violence to stop. But how does punishing the people who are not committing these crimes make any sense? So once again, they have no evidence whatsoever that these laws will keep Canadians any safer. They wouldn't have done anything to prevent the Nova Scotia shooting. But again, we have a mountain of evidence showing that armed citizens make themselves and others safer. By far. It's not even close. I'll give Noir the last word here. Stop letting power-hungry politicians exploit tragedies to get more power. Because the only people these laws keep safe are criminals, the rich, and political elites. You only get to feel safe until there's another tragedy and then they'll tell you you're actually not that safe because you didn't give them enough power last time. So they need more. So all of that makes Justin Trudeau this week's biggest bogan emitter. I want to tell you about the eyeglasses I've been wearing for years. As people can see on my videos, I have a very strong prescription, which makes glasses more expensive, especially when I need computer glasses, reading glasses, prescription sunglasses, and most expensively, progressive lenses for general everyday wear. To save money while still getting quality glasses, I get them from Fermu. In fact, I just got a pair of progressives with high-index aspherical lenses and a nice pair of frames my wife loves for just over $100. It would have been $500 to get them through my eye doctor. Not only do they look good, the glasses are durable. I've worn many pairs for several years without problems. All orders come with a 30-day return policy, a 3-month warranty, and one-on-one -on -one customer service. Go to Firmu, that's F-I-R-M-O-O dot Bogosity dot TV, anytime you need quality glasses at a low price. Once again, that's Firmu dot Bogosity dot TV. And now let's detribalize this week's... Idiot Over to California again. 
Santa Clara County, to be precise, and I know they're hardly the only ones doing the stupid and unscientific lockdown crap, but somehow California always manages to crank the stupid up to 11. So okay, we need to practice social distancing. That's good, but that doesn't mean you never go out and do anything. Stay six feet away from people and you should be good. Stay in your own car and it should be even better. But California won't even allow that. Parents in school districts have come up with the idea of having drive-up graduation ceremonies where everyone just stays in their cars. People have also done this to celebrate birthdays and even the 100th birthday of Rosie the Riveter Tia Mary Fierros. Many times they've even been joined by law enforcement. For example, the Los Gatos Monteserrano Police Department has led drive-up birthday celebrations for children in their community ever since the shelter-in-place order took effect. But Santa Clara County has made this illegal. Just in time for Cinco de Mayo. On their website, they posted, Parades, ceremonies, and similar gatherings with people outside your household are not allowed, even if everyone stays in their cars. Unbelievable. San Jose Police Department Chief Eddie Garcia said, quote, we're letting serious criminals out of our jails, and you expect me to threaten to cite and arrest otherwise law-abiding citizens for just walking on the street? That's not credible, and that's not going to happen. Unless there's a blatant violation, we'll continue with warnings. Good for him. One school district superintendent, Chris Funk, was upset about graduations being shut down. Quote, it's unfortunate because it's the same concept we do for handing out lunches, but the county is saying that lunches are essential and graduations are not. School districts are frustrated because we want to do something for our graduates. Many parents in the county say they're going to plan for drive-up ceremonies anyway. I understand how these parents feel. I have a son and a stepdaughter who are graduating high school this year. You have no idea how badly I would love to see a graduation ceremony for them. Special brickback goes to Deputy Santa Clara County Executive David Campos, who said of the restrictions, quote, There are so many activities and things that go on in the life of a county of two million people, it's simply impossible to have an FAQ or any other process that anticipates every question. We have tried to do our best. No, you haven't, Campos. Doing your best would be not stopping people from doing things that make their lives a little bit, well, livelier, which do not increase the risk of COVID-19 spreading. Not to mention violating your oath of office twice by violating the right to peaceably assemble that's in both the U.S. and the California constitutions. And by the way... Did he just intimate that it's his job to regulate the everyday activities of two million people? So all of that makes Santa Clara County this week's... Idiot Well, that wraps up this. This sum in a batching country was founded so that the liberties of common patriotic citizens like me could not be taken away by a bunch of Fargan Iceholes edition of the Bogosity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please keep this podcast going by subscribing and supporting in one of several different ways you can find at donate.bogosity.tv, including PayPal, cryptocurrency, or subscribing at Patreon or Subscribestar to listen early and ad-free. Also, please come to discord.bogosity.tv where you can join the discussion and post a question, statement, news article, or rant. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from H.L. Mencken. 
The urge to save humanity is almost always a false front for the urge to rule. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial and Derivatives 4.0 International License. are annoying, but ad blockers prevent publishers from making money. What if you could support your favorite websites, YouTube creators, Twitch streamers, social accounts, and many more ad-free and without paying anything, and even make some money yourself? It's not a pipe dream, it's airtime. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and get the browser extension and you'll earn cryptocurrency for the sites you visit, and so will the publisher. This is not a crypto miner. You and the publisher will both get part of the reward from current miners of the BitTube cryptocurrency, with no middleman taking a cut. Even if the publisher hasn't signed up yet, his tube will be put into a dedicated wallet that he can claim upon sign-up. You can also use your tube to tip publishers and even purchase products. Airtime monetizes users and publishers with no ads or crypto miners. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and start making money now.